Hi there, everyone. Welcome back to Completely Fucking Clueless. My name is Audrey Jean Flowers. And my name is Sarah Alice Liddy, and we both use she, her pronouns. Hey! I am so happy to be back on this microphone. It feels like it's been 40 score and seven years. Literally, I just, I was thinking about it in the elevator as I was coming up from getting lunch. I was like, I'm so excited to like okay. be on a microphone again. So off topic, but so I was in Utah with my family because we go there to ski. Yes. And it's so dry there that everything is like so staticky and shocky. And I get shocked so badly, like literally, particularly every time that I would, there's an elevator there that we use to go fucking anywhere and every time i pressed it it would like shock me not just like shock me in the way of like oh it shocked me but yeah. in the way of like ow that hurt like i would swear in the fucking hallway oh so now it's reached the point where now that i'm using the elevator back in my apartment you're like, like every time i go i keep like preparing to flinch and literally the first time i pressed it and it didn't shock me i let out like an audible sigh of relief but still every time i press it like i find my body like tensing up prepared to be fucking shocked Hashtag because PTSD. it was shocking me so bad that like my family would see it like you could see the little fucking sparks in the air yeah like, how have you ever been electrocuted like i have like by lightning no i or is that is that what it's called like so one time i was plugging something in to an outlet yes. like outside and i wonder if it was wet or whatever but i literally like plugged it in and a shock like yes, fully went at me that's what i'm referring to oh shit yeah. okay per. i mean it doesn't fully go at me but it hurts it, it's like whoa yeah. like i remember i backed off and i like kind of wanted to cry yeah it, it's <laughs> i think it's because it's so dry up there is i think the reasoning i don't know i've never fucking googled it how but, was skiing you know i hadn't skied in three years i had a really miserable time the first few times i did have a uh, a full like the first panic attack i've had in years the oh, no. first time down the mountain um yeah it was like we had so much snow which is like so beautiful and wonderful but it's like really difficult to ski in and i hadn't skied since pre-pandemic yeah. and i'm also like i'm not as strong and like i just found myself getting so like overwhelmed and like whatever and i literally like almost went over to like the ski patrol to be like can you please take me down the mountain down, yeah um i managed to make it down and i i honestly kind of hated it the first two days but i i had managed to have a good time the rest of the time that's good um uh, we're not going to super get into this, but I've just been having a little bit of uh, a rough time. And so I think that just didn't super help, but it was nice to be with the family and it's, it's so stupid, beautiful up there. Like, yeah, I, I had know. a good time. How about you? How did was you here? see any Mormons? I'm sure we did. <laughs> um, <laughs> we've spoken with a lot of locals about like, they know a the lot Mormon of Mormons community. and like how, like, <laughs> wait, you want to hear a funny story? Sure. So, I can't remember if my parents had gone out to dinner and had a couple of drinks before this, but I go downstairs into my like little sunroom where my parents are watching TV and I don't know how we got onto Mormon culture, but we started talking about like some kind of crazy stuff of like, you know, the Mormons do. And then, you know, I don't like my parents and I have a great relationship, but we mm. don't like talk about super like inappropriate things together often we do um there's no boundaries left in my family. <laughs> we're starting to get there which i think is great you know like as i get older but like i just thought it was so fucking funny my dad was like do you know what soaking is <laughs> i was like i knew that was what it was gonna be I was like, I do know what soaking is. Thank you. Um, and we had this whole conversation about soaking. And then when I took my dad to the place in New York City called Swingers, it was so funny. He was like, where are we going? I was like, <laughs> Dad, we're not going to like a Swingers event. No. What the fuck? We're going to play mini golf. But I just it's funny because I see that like side of my relationship with my parents like mm. evolving more. But yeah, that's my Mormon story. <laughs> 
Um, this is unrelated to this, but speaking of, I guess it's related in the way family members getting drunk. So a lot of my extended side of the family who I really don't see like at all anymore. Like it's my mom's side of the family. We used to be pretty close to them. Um, part of it is we used to all be in Massachusetts. One of them now like over a decade ago moved to Texas. And mm. then another one just recently moved to South Carolina, which I'm like, why the fuck? They, they're like an hour away from the nearest fucking grocery store. Oh shit. Really? Not even like, I was going to say if you moved to Charleston, no, that's no. beautiful. They're near fucking nothing. Anyway, oh. not the fucking point. <laughs> um, but a big part of the reason why I, I don't really see them anymore is politics. Mm. Um, but we, we used to all go up to Utah together and like we used to actually share a condo with one of them and we stopped doing so because I got really sick of just them in general but also the parent the dad of the family like made a really just sexist comment of like he and his this is I'm getting totally off topic but he and his son were literally like on the couch and it was New Year's Day and they were like watching TV Mm -hmm. and then he started being like getting annoyed at me for not cleaning up a mess that was made by his son i was like uh-uh you two are both sitting up. Um, why am his son is like a year and a half younger than me i was like sorry why are you getting mad at me for me not cleaning up your son's mess anyway no. not the fucking point of the story but my aunt got kind of drunk and as everyone knows well i assume you know if you listen to this <laughs> podcast i guess not everyone knows um i have a complicated family the simplest version is i have a half sister who uh is a lot older than me i have a lot of half siblings but i have one that i'm really close with who's a lot years older than me and my aunt starts we're we're all sitting around the table and she decides to ask my sister so who's your real mom and we were all like and my mom was not a part of the conversation and we were like what and she was like well like who's your real mom like you know you have your mom obviously but then like you're really like who are and i think she was trying to get at like who you're closer with but i'm like that wasn't what she asked she was like who's really your mom and my sister and i kept being like well you know her mom is her mom also like the age gap between my sister and my mom is like a like 10 12 years like is not much and it's like yeah they're really close but like her mom is and like she just kept asking and we were like we were like oh what it's like no her her mom she's probably closer with Lori, but like doesn't make her her mom and be like they're much more friends than they are like again there's like a 12 year age gap like (laughs) and we were just like we were giving her so much shit and she just like wasn't backpedaling at all and she kept being like no but who's really oh no her mom's really her mom (laughs) no that's like asking somebody if they decide to change their name and like they don't want to you know have that information out about them it's like let it go yeah like it's none of your fucking business she's also the same aunt who Everyone in my family is like, why have you held on to this grudge for so long? But I'll explain why I've held on to it for so long. And I don't really bring it up anymore. But I also literally this is the first time I've seen her in years because she's just like really Republican. And I just disagree with her on so many oh, fundamental geez. levels. OK. Um, But she's the one who like when I was a kid, when I was first vegetarian, I was up at my grandmother's house in New Hampshire. And it was my sister, my sister's friend, my cousin, who's my aunt's son. Yeah. Um, And my grandmother and she made dinner that was clearly like meat sauce and pasta. And I was like, I can see that this is meat. This is ground beef. And she was like, no, it's a tofu sauce your mom made and left up here for you. And I was like, yeah, so I'm 11, but I'm not blind. I'm not fucking stupid. I can see that this is meat sauce. And the thing that bothers me, she made her son a vegetarian meal and just like, wouldn't let me fucking have it. And I was like, I'm not like dumb. I can see this. And she just kept lying to me. And the reason why I've held on to the grudge for so long, wow, I've gotten just so far off topic immediately. No, it's okay. But the reason I've held on to this grudge for so long and I'm still kind of miffed about it is she's never apologized of like 
that just was a dick thing to do, especially because it'd be one thing if like, you didn't want to make another meal, but you made your son a vegetarian meal. And I kept being like, I can see this is meat. And she just kept, like, she stuck with it and was just full trying to gaslight me. She's like, no, it's tofu. And I'm like, I'm not fucking, I can see this is ground fucking beef. Like, huh. what do you think you're doing here? And so I've held on to that grudge for years. And like, again, I don't really bring it up anymore because I don't really see her. But I've been so pissed because like she never apologized and like just full lied to me as a child and tried to trick me. And it's like, yeah, I'd only been vegetarian for like not even a year at that point. But yeah. I'm like, dude, like what was the fucking point of that? You made your son a vegetarian meal. He's not vegetarian. Why couldn't I just fucking eat that? Why was it so important to you that you fucking trick me? Yeah, I'll never understand adults that treat kids like uh, like I don't even know the word like I had this encounter with like a friend and I had a huge falling out like with she had a falling out with the whole friend group that I was in in high school and her mom literally called us all bitches to our faces and I was like you are a grown ass adult and you're calling 16 year old girls bitches I I just don't get that I had a a parent of a kid I knew in high school who uh I don't think no it wasn't the parent it was the best friend of the parent I believe who came over to me and told me I was a bad person yeah like what the fuck like they're kids like I just like as an adult like I hope I never stoop that low and I get it it's your child you have you you want to protect your child but also the issue is with other children like go call me a bitch to your husband or something like this woman like called up my school and like tried to get me in trouble and like i i was on like um our like admissions guide thing and that was one of the people they called up and they brought me in for a meeting and i was like so stressed and i was literally like freaking out because i was like oh my god am i like am i gonna get in horrible trouble and i came in and the person was like yeah so she's like really upset and wants the two of you to talk but like I get it like sometimes kids just don't like each other and like she was like even from what the parent told me like the story of what happens was I I, there's a girl I'd done my high school summer program with that I just really didn't get along with and I really didn't like and so I went to our school or I went to um, that high school as a freshman and she was visiting as a a freshman she wasn't there as a student yet to come for the next year yeah and I then ran into my friend in the bathroom after avoiding this girl and I thought the bathroom was empty and I was like this girl who I don't like 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 I just found her really annoying and off-putting and like what I said was somewhat mean I thought the bathroom was empty anyway the like girl's mom was in the bathroom and blah 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 and but like the head the person who brought me into the meeting was like yeah no even from like the mom's words of what you said is like you didn't say any like it's not like you were like being really that mean you were just saying like you didn't like her and didn't get along with her like kids don't always get along like it's yeah. fine go back to like class like we're not kicking you fucking off of anything yeah i don't but that stuck with me forever of like that adult coming up and telling yeah. you like you're a bad person no it does it sticks with you and i think like i mean i don't want to be a parent anytime soon but when i am one i'm not going to be one like that no per wait interesting have you heard of lucky girl syndrome i have and i feel like i really want to try and do it because i think i've been like in a super just negative headspace and i know that doesn't help again like what you feed your brain is a lot of what comes out yeah i think like i've been really getting stuck in this like toxic sort of like cyclical headspace and like just always assuming things are going to work out for the worst i i agree with you i think like there was a point 
especially like the last two years of school where, you know, I was facing a lot of rejection with theater things and just like also was in a really bad depressive episode. And I, I, I was always so negative. Like I always felt like nothing works out for me. Like, especially after like the casting agent series, I was like, yep, like nothing works out. Like no, nothing ever, ever goes my way. Like look at all these people. Everything always goes their way. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I feel that like I've definitely let that go a lot more, but I love this whole idea because like randomly, like I'll think about it during the day and I'll just be like, I'm so lucky. Like everything is happening for me, Mm -hmm. not to me. Like the world is going to show me what I am supposed to be and do. I think particularly when I'm like not doing well, I tend to take a very like, not actually an active role, but an inactive sort of viewpoint of things of like things are happening to me. Yeah. And like there is a degree to which that is true, but like there's also a degree to like you're, you're in the driver's seat. Like again, something I've spoken about a lot on this podcast is like just freezing and not really making any decision. Yeah. And it's like, I, I think it's really easy when you're, or it's really easy for me, particularly when I'm not doing well to fall into the headspace of like things happen to me. Yeah. I get that. I feel that in a negative sense. And so I'm like really trying to adjust that of like, I make the things happen. Not everything's in my control, but like a lot more is than I think so. Yeah. Even like when it comes to rejection, like I was thinking about this because like, I am honestly everyone. I spoke about this, the last solo episode that I'm going through a breakup and it's gotten really challenging the last like couple of weeks, just a lot of emotions. And I keep telling something I keep telling myself like when I'm really crying and I'm upset I'm like this is happening for me like this whatever this time is it's happening for me the world is forcing me to become a better person out of all of this like that is the phase I'm moving into Um, and I think I saw a TikTok about somebody sort of you know, even like looking at rejections, like if you don't get a job, if you don't get an audition or like whatever, as like, I think I've always had this really negative view of all of that, but kind of like switching the mindset to like, no, it's happening for me. The universe is preparing me for like whatever is happening next. It's a little wooey, but it's also like wooey in a way that feels like validating and like, yeah, like a warm hug almost. Yeah. I don't know. I just like think the whole concept is so interesting, especially because I follow this one girl and she just like saw it and, and was like, I'm doing this. And now it's like she's like, you know, blowing up about everything. And I'm like, lucky girl syndrome. Uh, yeah. I'm really trying to change my mindset of like, what are the things of like, I've, trying to do my pages in the morning and I've added in like writing like down like these like little like not even mantras but just like literally like they're kind of silly but like I am loved I am worthy I am smart I am beautiful because like again that whole concept of what you feed your brain is what comes out and so also trying to like write down things that I'm grateful for even if they're really small or even if I'm really not feeling it in that moment because like yeah yeah it's hard it's hard mindset shifting is is tough but I think I do see the benefits when I'm able to like shift it a bit I feel like I'm just such a mess right now that like Mm -hmm. I want to like do all these things like better myself and fucking whatever but I'm just like I feel like I'm just like so in like the fucking mud right Mm now gotta get the foundations yes (sighs) yeah I know it sucks. I get that. I remember when I left school and I was going to the hospital and everything. And, you know, I feel like when your foundation isn't there, you just feel like there it's very unsteady. I just feel like I'm constantly always shifting between like I'll be doing I either am doing really well or really terribly. And like 
yeah i just like i don't know i feel like i never have like a down. permanent foundation yeah this i is, feel like i'll rebuild and then completely fall apart and then the only way to begin rebuilding is like to hit rock bottom yeah this is kind of getting into like some of the y'all we didn't even really tell you what we're going to be talking about this oh, yeah. episode but you read the title uh, yeah I, you've read the title you know like we're gonna get into advice that we think is great that we've seen on tiktok or other sources for people in their 20s because especially there's like a huge trend of women in their 30s like doing their makeup their and talking about their 20s which thank you ladies those are our girlies because like i i sincerely listen to yes. those so intently and it's also just nice to know that like there is another side yes um but basically there is one piece of advice that i can get back to in a bit that's more in depth because i do have a clueless moment um but basically she sort of was just talking about like how the 20s just feel like so emotionally unstable Mm -hmm. she like this girl i think she may be in her 20s but she was talking about how like some days she feels really amazing and then other days it feels like she is literally at rock bottom and that there is just that like emotional instability and like kind of hearing that made me feel better about myself that like there's other people that experience these like high highs and low Mm -hmm. lows because sometimes i'm like literally on top of the world whether it's work wise or social wise and then like literally the next day could all come crashing down Mine is, like, really cyclical and, like, to a point of which, again, like, I've spoken about this before, but, like, my therapist and I are, like, trying to track it and, like, period track and cycle. Right, because isn't there a, a, a mental illness that has to do with depression and periods? Yes. I'm forgetting the exact name. It's, like, PSDD or something. Yeah. It's really funny because when she said the full name to me, I was like, oh, I've heard of that one time and it was on SVU. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard about it on TikTok a little bit. Um, But, yeah, it, it it's... So, like, we're looking into, there's no, like, formal testing, but, like, trying to figure out if that's what maybe it is, because there are things you can do to help, because it's, like, it's really hard that, like, for at least a week every month, my life just completely Completely falls apart. Right. And, like, something that I was thinking about a lot, um, or, like, I've been ruminating a lot on is, like, how impossible it feels to make any progress forward when you're constantly just falling apart. And, like, during those times, like, it's really hard to care about anything and it's it's impossible to keep or not impossible but it feels impossible to keep working and building on a life when like you just don't even necessarily super want to be there tomorrow like you can't keep building a life if like or you're not going to keep working on a life if like you just nothing matters in that moment right and like then when you like sort of leave that period you feel even shittier because you feel already behind your peers And it just makes you feel further behind and like how exhausting it is to just be like falling apart and picking up the pieces over and over again. And how it leaves me with like only really one good week a month that I'm not like falling apart, falling apart or trying to recover or fucking whatever. And like that just makes you feel even further behind, which I think feeds into the cycle of feeling really crappy. Yeah. Um, So hopefully tracking that and like, yeah, I'm looking into like seeing a specialist about it because yeah. We've been tracking it and it just seems more and more as we're tracking it. Like that's most likely the possible the thing that's likely. going on. Yeah. Um, well, that's good that like you are. I mean, it sucks that like you have to like go through all of this to sort of figure it out. But it's good that like there could be some hope at the end of the tunnel with like kind of experimenting with all of this stuff. Yes. So we'll see how that goes over the next few months. Yeah. Okay. I have a 
clueless moment of the week, which we haven't done in a long time. Um, yeah. Because I, we forgot. One, we forgot. But also, I don't want to come on here every week and be like, yeah, I'm just so stuck about what to do in my life. Like, you guys already know that yeah. about me. Like, you know that I'm wandering through life. Um, but I have just been like, yesterday you said this to me and I was like, oh, my God. Like, why does our brain when we break up with somebody put the rose colored glasses on us to look at the relationship like nothing was ever wrong with it but we do that with everything we do that with graduations like everything like i think it's impossible not to i'm like oh my god brain take my these rose colored glasses off i was like not that i don't love remembering the good times but like there are reasons we've gotten to this point and like literally right now my brain can't remember those reasons no my brain is like no it's all great and da 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 yeah like general just confusion about like going through a breakup because I feel like my breakup in high school like those two breakups like I don't even know how to describe them but they're just like very different than this one and I also you're older now true and I also want to you know, I've talked about this in our like goal setting about, you know, being in my Sarah Alice Liddy era, taking care of myself or like not taking care of myself, but like dating myself, relationship with myself era. And so I feel like I'm like, how in this breakup can I be a better like person? Because usually like during breakups, I'm like, when I get drunk, I'll call my ex mm-hmm. like and, and keep like that crazy cyclical shit happening. Yes. And I'm just like, how can I not do that this time and I've been a little bit better there's been times where I'm like drunk and I'm really like I want to call and I'll be like nope we're not doing that we're not doing that no 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 but other times it's really fucking hard I mean it's a literal chemical withdrawal I know I've I actually since you were like Sarah like you're in mourning I'm like I am in you mourning are. my body is going through mourning you're mourning that relationship <laughs> with that person and like the future and the potential you have yeah. and like I think again Sarah and I spoke about this a little before recording but like it's particularly hard when like it's not like someone like cheated or there was some yes, big fucking blow up or an, something. It's an amicable situation and yeah. I hate that. It makes it so much fucking oh harder. Oh my gosh, you guys. I'm going to out myself here, but I threw an incredible tantrum yesterday <laughs> about everything that's going on like to my ex and I literally had to text this morning and be like, I am so embarrassed, but like that, <laughs> it was honestly iconic if I look <laughs> like, I, I like, I like, my ex has no idea I did this I like drove away in my car and like gave their house the finger (laughs) and was like I fucking hate you and I don't actually feel that way but like it was I honestly I got to the stop the stop sign I was just like laughing at myself (laughs) and then I passed another ex's house that I dated in high school and I was like I fucking hate you too (laughs) so um yeah that's my clueless moment and i'll uh, i'll share with you guys the honest shit about going through this because i think when you're in it you feel so alone in it and and there's other people that feel the same way too hey sarah it's time to be real oh it's time to be real <laughs> i don't know why sarah just posed for me. i just like put my leg up i don't know why um this isn't a clueless moment but i'm gonna sneak it in real quick before my clueless moment i have now officially within the past three weeks found three white hairs I'm going gray. Oh, white hairs. I was like, well, what okay, is a so white hair? You don't technically actually, gray hairs are not gray. They're white. What yeah. happens is they lose all pigment. And it's the other colors around them sort of reflecting off them that give them the appearance of grayness. They are not, oh. they completely lose pigment. They are not gray. It is the other colors around it that make it seem gray. Yeah. It's the fact that there's still other color there. Yeah. Um. So I found three white hairs. So that's made me feel 
great. I've never looked at my head that intensely to find I one. I wasn't looking intensely. And, and you I just, just saw, saw it. it. Oh my and God. I was like, fuck. And I literally had everyone else in my family go and look at it. And they were like, nope, this is definitely white. And I was like, <laughs> God fucking damn. Oh no. Well, you know, there was, I saw this TikTok because um, the New York Times put out this article about like trends that they think will really pop off in 2023. And they really think, and I, I see it happening on TikTok too. Like the surgeons of like hair care, like, kind of like skin like obviously like skincare but like for your hair yeah. um and there was this one girl i follow and she always uses these day d-a-e oh yes products and now i'm like i have to try them yes um uh this is not a clueless moment but i just want to sneak one final thing so i finally watched Ginny and georgia i've seen so many fucking clips on tiktok and i finally just caved. i haven't seen anything about Ginny and georgia i i don't know I, I've, I've been seeing it on my tiktok since the show came out but particularly the second season came out recently and i've yeah. been seeing so much and i think once i engaged so i literally actually watched the final episode and then i went back from the beginning and oh started really watching all of it um i would say the second season is i think much better written but they they cover a lot of mental health stuff in very good ways and maybe i should watch this yeah i i think the second season goes a lot more into it but like they they deal with one of the characters struggles with like self-harm and what i really particularly want to talk about is there like i've been asked so many times like what depression is like and there is a character that gives a monologue where you actually like two episodes back to back you essentially get to see the same day through two different characters eyes and one of them is struggling with depression but there's this really amazing monologue in the beginning that is like one of the most weirdly like succinct and just like, I don't know, one of the most relatable things that I've ever seen written about how depression feels. Yeah. Um, and it's from this like essentially fucking like crazy soap opera, but like it was beautifully well written. And I like looked into it a little bit and they a, had like a psychiatrist they consulted with and they also like worked with like the American Mental Health Association or something. But it was yeah. like. I like truly I have it saved on fucking Tumblr um, so that if anyone in the future ever asks me again, like I'm literally going to send it to them because it was just like, I, I think just so beautifully. Wait, I and need so, you to send this to me. Yeah, I'll send it to you. Yes. Um, um, but it's just like, I don't know. I Again, because I've I've been kind of in the fucking muck recently. Wait, that sounds like such. Sorry, I just interrupted you. But such an interesting show, like that concept of like doing a day in the life of somebody that is struggling with mental illness and one that and is not. The way they showed it with like there's one scene in particular, like it's not the entire like two episodes fully like exactly yeah. that. But there's one scene that really sticks out of it. If mm. it's both them in the hallway mm. and just even like the lighting of them and the yeah. way it focuses like was beautifully done. Ooh. This uh. is why I love TV because I feel like like um I forget I think I was talking about it with Steph. Shout out Steph. Um we were talking about White Lotus and like mm. especially the second season and how much like character development there are in stories and like that is what I loved about like acting was all of that work that you do to get the final product before like they get to the episode where they really take a deep dive like you get to see throughout the season like little sort of like hints and like the leading up to it of like how it sort of creeps up on someone and you get to sort of see it creep up on this character and I think just I don't know particularly as someone who's just like not been doing so super hot um I don't know like it's it's a a pretty stupid tv show that it's absolutely insane um is it funny is it a comedy or it's it's funny okay um it's like a comedy drama but i think more comedy i was getting like like, light-hearted vibes from the the title it like is light-hearted in a lot of way but deals with a lot of dark shit i think especially the second season 
Um, but I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't really know why I brought this up, but I think part of it is like, it's, it's a way in which like, even in this like kind of dumb show, like it made me feel like less of a completely shit person. Yeah. It makes you feel someone else. Yeah. And like, yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting because, you know, when you're thinking about, your why like why am I doing xyz why am I doing this like uh, am I explaining this correctly I hope people understand what I mean like uh, finding your why um but when people ask me like why I post on social media or like do a podcast and stuff like that there is this really specific memory I have of myself walking home from school and I've struggled with anxiety and depression like since I was like in middle school and there's like I remember walking home and I was going through a really hard time and I was thinking to myself I was like I just wish I knew other people were going through this like I just wish there was like a group chat or a book or like something for for people to talk and relate about things Um, it feels so isolating yeah and so I think it's great that that show did that because I feel like that's such an important part of all of this yeah I was I was truly just like so touched and mind blown how like genuinely well done it was yeah um everyone go watch Ginny and georgia sponsor us yeah i i i was so flabbergasted by how good that second season but um yeah i guess like my clueless moment is kind of building on a little bit of what i've talked about earlier i've kind of like gone i don't know i'd gone back and forth about how much i was really going to talk about this of like i've i've not been doing hot um but what i've really been struggling with is like this is sort of, I guess, repeating what I said earlier, but like how impossible it feels to plan for the future when you're like just trying to get through the day. Yeah. Um, and maybe do you think that, and I understand like there still is the pressing to think about the future, but maybe thinking about day-to-day life will end up helping you get to that, to, to what your future may look like. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't really know. I just, I'm in a weird place, folks. I don't I really know. It. I know that we always say we don't know what we're doing, but I really feel like I don't know what I'm doing right now. Well, that can lead into one of the 20s advice things that um, I got because I thought this was beautiful. There, I, I don't think I'm going to be saying her um, username right, and we'll tag all the usernames and people. Uh, I forgot to write out anyone's username. Oh, that's Oops. fine. I'll tag people. <laughs> um, Nasame, maybe? Nasame. Nasa May, do you want to take a stab at it? Not a clue. Okay. Well, she is like a poet storyteller on TikTok that has come up in my page. She's in her 30s and she talks a lot about like being in her 20s. Um, And like one of the videos she said was not until we are lost do we begin to find to, to begin to understand ourselves and like she goes on to saying being lost allows you to try so many different things and allows you to find what sparks your heart and I loved that she talked about like recognize the things that like spark your heart yeah. um you know and then she says which could maybe apply to what you were just saying like do the next best thing that is enough that will get you somewhere and help you move forward Mm -hmm. and I thought like that the whole video was just so great because I think that's what I'm learning about this time in my life is that being lost 
is actually helping me find who I am and something that I don't think older generations really understand because when I tell people that, yeah, I'm like lost, I'm kind of trying to figure out they're like looking at me weird. I find either older generations are either really supportive of it or they're like, what the fuck are you doing? Yes. I think essentially if they did that when they were younger, they get it. But like my dad knew what he wanted to do since he was really young and did that thing. And like, he also like, Again, I also recognize we're in a super place of privilege. Yes, I was literally just about to say that that I also recognize that my privilege in this situation is very We have the option to be lost. Lost, yes, we do. Um, Like I, we were talking about like, like I was saying, I, I can't move out by myself right now because like rent and stuff, because like, how do I make the rent money while also trying to pay for life? So I understand that this is a very privileged thing to say and it's privileged to be lost. Yes. Um, but yeah, I just thought what she had to say was so beautiful. And then I also loved that she was like, do the next best thing. Yes. Like, cause I am in an internship right now. It's going to be over in February and it's helped me learn a lot about what I may want to do next. And I'm, or like, there's the little pit in my stomach that's like, what's coming next? But I was sort of like, try and be as present as I can in it right now. And like, I will figure out the next best thing. Like I like I feel like over the last year I've proven to myself that I can figure out the next best thing. Yeah. Yeah. Fierce. I feel like an inspirational like coach right now. <laughs> <laughs> you guys should see, should have seen me like hysterically crying last night. Um <laughs> this I, I've no idea who said this because a lot of these were ones that like I've remembered over time. Um but the one of the biggest pieces of advice is that I saw someone in their 30s give about their 20s. They were like, the biggest thing I did was sort of change the mindset that from that I'm in a waiting room to I'm in a dressing room. Like in a waiting yeah. room, it's, it's really inactive. You're just sort of waiting to get there and passing time. And she was like, once I sort of thought about my 20s more as a dressing room of like, I'm trying different things on. Like, A, it's a lot more active of a way to view it. Yeah. And like, it's a space where like, you're still kind of waiting and like, you don't really know what comes next, but like, she was like, you're active. You're trying something. Yeah. And if it doesn't fit, like move on to the, you don't buy everything when you're fucking shopping. And like, she was like, I feel like I wasted so much of my twenties sort of like waiting for things happen, waiting for the next step, waiting for it to be time for X, Y, and Z. And she's like, instead of trying all the various things to figure out what actually fit me and what was actually comfortable. Yeah. That's, uh, I literally have this, that bullet point from like, uh, the same speaker I was talking about before, like try things on for a while and see whether, and see whether like you like them or not. And it just reminded me like everyone's on their own path. Yeah. And like, it almost reminded me of my gap year because like I was trying things on during that and like just not taking the conventional route. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Wow, guys, this is really inspiring. It's making me feel better about myself. I hope it makes you feel better about yourself. Um, Oh yeah. I liked this one too from her as well. Get rid of the notion that life is meant to get somewhere like that. You're supposed to like be getting to a certain destination in life, which I thought was interesting. Cause if you think about it, like sure, we were, we're like, we need to get a job or like get successful in our twenties. But then you're like, let's say in your thirties, I need to get married. I need to have children. Like there's all, it's all about these destination points, like the product instead of the process. Yeah. Art, creativity, <laughs> product process. Um, this is kind of in a lot of levels, but like 
just ask oh my god Uh, i had that too i have it in several different ways part of it is like ask for people around you to help but like also like in a lot of career stuff like yes just ask a lot more people want to help and want to mentor but they're not necessarily going to go and seek someone out yes and like if they say no they say no and like that hurts and there's rejection and i get how that fucking sucks um uh, you're saying this from the queen of avoidance um but like if they say no you're not any worse off than where you were before you ask yeah if you don't ask like they're absolutely gonna say no like people are willing to help you just have to ask yeah that's okay so on my like 2023 goals list it says continue asking for the things you want in life just because for some reason that's just been like in my body lately like that idea that notion um and I've seen it work firsthand. Like I've seen, like I've reached out to people. Like when people ask us, like, how did you get this guest on the podcast? I'm we like, asked. We just asked. Yeah. And not mo- everyone's going to respond to your fucking emails, but but you asked. Some of them do. Like even with Grant, the 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 episode last week when she was like, I reached out to Alice and Olivia mm. and I asked to go to Fashion Week with them. So I think that's a that's something that it's funny because my dad always was like. Sarah like you got to stop thinking that because I think in our generation especially because we're doing so much texting and like things aren't in person we're not doing a lot of asking and I think particularly also as women we're taught like just to sort of be happy with what we want like yeah women are always historically underpaid because like women are way less likely to ask for raises yes yeah my dad would always be like you're not a burden to this person because like even when I was younger and like I would go to theater things and you know my dad would advise me to like ask for this person's email and I was like I I just don't want to like you know but I agree that more at more times out of 10 people are going to be receptive because if I think of people who come to me and ask me for advice on whatever I'm always very receptive and and like people like feeling helpful yeah like it's it's a nice feeling to like mentor and help someone and like get to watch them grow yeah yeah and then also in the other way like ask those around you for like help or like ask for what you like need in a personal way like I think something I struggle with a lot is like I want people to be able to read my fucking mind yeah yep yep, um or even when I'm not doing well like there are times like I want someone to notice and ask and like obviously that's different and it's much harder when you're not doing well to ask but like you just got to find a way to get over that hurdle. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was recently in a situation like just talking about like needs and wants with somebody. And I was like, I can't figure out what you need and how you need it. If you don't tell me. Yes. Because like I am so caught up and like and it's selfish, but this is how humans are. We're so caught up in our own shit that yes. we, we can't tell. One of the biggest things that, I started making a while back and I've noticed a lot of my friends have also started doing this is like when a friend comes to you and is upset about something asking like, do you want distraction? Do you want help fixing the problem? Or do yeah. you want to just rant? Yeah. You because did that like, to me once. I got to do that more. Yeah. Cause it's, it's like, sometimes you don't know the answer, but like yeah. you're never really be able to read it off someone. And I find like, like people can get really annoyed when like you keep trying to fix things for them when they don't want it to be fixed. Like sometimes I just want to be like, this is shitty and I'm upset about it. And like, I don't want you to fix it. There's nothing you can do to fix it, but I just need to talk about how like this fucking sucks right now. Yes. Or sometimes like my sister, one of the big things, like whenever I tell her I was upset, she would always send me like star Wars memes and whatnot. Yeah. And like, sometimes that's what you need. You just need something to laugh at and distract you and get you off that path. But sometimes you want fucking advice. And so like asking is a good way of like, 
being able to better give the person what you f- they fucking need. Yeah, I, I highly agree with that. I think like as a young teen and a young college like student, like I played a, a huge role with my friends with giving advice mm-hmm. and fixing things. And as I've gotten older and people have communicated to me that like that's not what they want, I've sort of struggled. But like I think you can like just what you said you can still be there for somebody by just listening and being like I hear you and I see you yes yeah and I think you like we what was your original point you said something originally um that goes to the line of like I am in a huge phase of my life right now of communicating how I feel to people people can't read your mind yes people can't read your mind so like right now I am going through a breakup as I've said a hundred times just wanted to remind you all um and like I my therapist was like girl you're gonna have to get support like you're not gonna be able to do this alone even though like you don't want to be a burden to people like you just you can't do that and so I've started to like actively tell people and be like hey I'm not feeling so great right now and I like just need to rant and get this Mm -hmm. off my mind and let me tell you I walk away and it's so helpful I've also tried to switch like I think again particularly as women we apologize a lot yeah and so I've been trying to switch and like instead of apologizing saying thank you um because like even like my best friend Julia like I again I've been not doing great and like I've spoken to her a lot about it and I'm like sorry that I keep bugging you like I know you have your own shit she's like stop apologizing like this is the point of having friends and I was like well I don't want to burden you with my shit and she's like but it's it's not burdening like right it's our friendship yeah like she's like this is the point of having friends yeah like the ups and the downs yeah um I feel like I lost that in a lot of my friendships in in college like I feel like in high school I more went like was really in the oh my god words I experienced like the highs and lows with my friends I really communicated with them and talked to them and then I think when I went to college and obviously you know especially when I really got that bad depressive episode I got in this phase with friendships where it was like uh, surrounding like events like oh like when we're together like all we're doing like we're going out to eat or we're going to party and stuff and then another huge goal of mine for 2023 and I actually spoke about it with my hometown friends the other day we all like agreed um was that we want to spend like more intentional time together more time not drinking together like doing regular schmegular things so much social stuff particularly i think in your 20s is built a lot around yes drinking. and now that i'm doing the dry january i'm like okay like obviously i don't mind going into bars and drinking scenarios sometimes i want to challenge myself to do that but also like why am i so afraid to like hang out with my friends not drinking yeah like wh- what what does that say and like why and it's not because of our relationships I just think it's something we haven't done in so long um so yeah this is random 20s advice not from other people (laughs) I I don't feel like I share them I feel like I did for a really long time or I tried my very best to keep everything hidden to the point which actually I think it was more obvious because like particularly with school stuff like I would come up with all these lies of why x y and z happened and usually the actual reason was like yeah, no, I'm super depressed. I'm barely sleeping. I'm doing pretty horrible. But I'd come up with like every other reason under the sun as opposed to like admitting the true weakness. Yeah. And that I was like, because like other issues like sleeping in or forgetting or whatever, those can be fixed. Whereas like I felt like admitting like, no, I'm super, super depressed. Like 
that's a, a stain that's never going to leave. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. I think it's hard to, yeah, tell people how you're feeling. I don't, I, uh, yeah, I don't know why. And that's the thing with me with relationships. This is really going on a tangent here. But the reason why I sometimes stay in things for longer that I shouldn't stay in is because usually the person that I'm in a relationship with is the only one that I really reach out to. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, this piece of advice, this girl, um, her um, mention, mention her at is it's with Sarah. Mm-hmm. She's one of the girls that like was doing the makeup and yes. talking about it. And I liked this. Um, I've been thinking a lot about fear lately. Um, there's another creator on this list that talked about fear and I actually showed this to Audrey before we recorded and just talking about how fear should be like a goal on your list because fear is the only way you're going to get to these successes and this girl Sarah just talked about like right now is the time for to go for it like you have nothing to lose um and I agree with just like this whole thing about fear and and accepting fear and being okay with it and even wanting it so that it gets you to the places that you would like to be in life yes um it's scary yeah i've become but very scared nowadays yeah but i also think about like us with the podcast i'm like if if we were too afraid to do it like we wouldn't have even you know i mean i feel like i've mentioned this like once on the podcast but literally like the week before we launched I really I don't even think I've spoken to you. In yeah, I don't think I've heard this. I like casually mentioned it once. I got really su- super scared. And yeah. The only re- I like literally almost asked you if like I, d- I don't want to do this. I can't do this. Yeah. Um, and the only reason I didn't know is I was like this is I, I was more so on like the this would be unfair to Sarah to have us trash oh. all this work we've done. And there was a part of me that was like it's also unfair to me. But like I was so fucking terrified. I was like I can't do this. We like no I I, I can't do this. And I, I literally the the week leading up I so badly wanted to just be like no let's yeah let's let's just drop everything and yeah. i was like i can't do that that's unfair but like had it just been me i might have just caved yeah. and been like nope we're just not doing it it was only because there was really i think another person involved that i was like i can't fuck with like another person has put a lot of work into this too but yeah. i i wanted to just cancel everything yeah i i was like i can't do it's this scary yeah. like you don't know and, and like that's how i sometimes feel about like tiktok and stuff it's oh, like yeah. i want to put myself out there like i love putting myself out there i love being vulnerable with people but it's also really scary like the other day on tiktok i admitted that i gained 50 pounds and i was like that was really scary mm-hmm. but i think it most of the time yeah it, it be facing fear helps dot 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 and i mean failure sucks like it sucks i mean i'm going through like a quote-unquote failure right now breaking up and stuff but again it's for you not against you yeah wow look at this positive motherfucking mindset Mm -hmm. i'm literally gonna send everyone this episode and be like listen to me talk about life (laughs) like i'm fucking i was i was gonna say buddha but i meant gandhi somebody please help me oh um something that another thing i want to work on this year wow i don't know why i'm like doing all my goals right now but with sarah said this too is allowing others success to inspire you yeah i've really been struggling with that of like not getting angry at other people no i and it's like i think it's hard because it also then additionally makes you feel like a shitty person for not being happy for other people yes i think that it's hard because especially in our 20s we're playing this fucking comparison game and when Mm -hmm. somebody gets another 
point on their roster, you're like, like freaking out about yourself. And I just don't want to hold this jealousy and this like, I don't even want to call it anger, but it's just like this weird, these weird emotions when people around me are succeeding or get the next big thing. And I, and I'm just sitting here. Um, and I really do like think that like allowing other people's successes to inspire me. Like right now I'm really inspired by Tess Barkley, who we interviewed at the beginning, way beginning. Love her. I love her. I love all the things that she talks about I love that she truly is just like wants everybody to succeed and that's why she puts all of this information out about you know social media and marketing and all this stuff but you know she's in a very similar like bracket not like bracket or uh, niche as us field and I think it's easy to look at somebody and like her who's doing very well and feel like fuck like uh, we've had we've had like two groups of people that like we know and went to college with start podcasts yes and it's easy to feel like this comparison game Mm -hmm. this like whatever and I'm really just now looking at these people and being like there is room for all of us in this how can what you're doing inspire me instead of like take make me feel like you're coming after me or taking me down it's a lot easier said than done but just like something that I think is important in our 20s especially because like for whatever reason society has set up the 20s as the comparison game and the like tit for tat game I feel like it never fully ends I think just as you get older you get better at managing it and also like I feel like I don't know people's paths separate more yeah so maybe it makes it easier I don't don't know. know. I don't know, man. Um, Another one that with Sarah said was, and this, oh my God, you know why? It's like all these things, I I mean, are the advice advice that I like. And of course, it's like all centered around a lot of the goals that I have in this new year. But one that I also like, and I think it can be hard for people in our 20s. And I think that's okay, like that it's hard because I think it is sort of like the mess of being in your 20s is like prioritizing your health is the best ways is one of the best ways to respect yourself. Yeah. And I just like the way that she put it that like prioritizing your health is respecting yourself. Yeah. Um, Because it's really hard. I think similar to that. One of the things I wrote is learning to trust yourself and building trust yep. in yourself. And the only 100. way you do that is by showing up for yourself in these ways. A hundred. Something I'm really shit at. Um, I feel like a lot of people give that in their thirties, give that advice. Yeah. And, and like, I really, honestly, I've spoken about this on the podcast before. Like I'm not in a place where like, I really do like, I don't trust myself because I, I don't show up. I'm not very good at holding myself to things and I haven't really figured out how to fix that. But like it, it feels really bad not trusting yourself. And yeah, like, how do you fucking trust anyone else if you can't trust yourself and you can't show up for your fucking self? And like, I think I'm a lot more willing to show up for other people than in ways that I'm willing to show up for myself. Yeah. And I don't really know how, but like, it's sort of like you said, those ways of like, you got to learn to take care of yourself. Yeah. You know, another video I was watching was sort of saying that like, you know, basically for your first 22 years of life, you're following the rules and you basically have a caregiver. Your parents are feeding you meals every day. If you need to take a medication, they're most likely reminding you they're doing your laundry. Like you have somebody literally 
like taking care of life for you. And then when you graduate college, you move out either, or even if you stay with your parents, whatever it is, like now you're the one that's supposed to do that. And And it's a hard adjustment. I have a mom who like always wanted to help and fix things. And I appreciate that so much. And she's very involved and I love her so much. But I think I've really struggled with like figuring out how to fix things myself because like I'm 24 now and like I I have to be like I can't I'm not can't fucking ask my mom to do everything for me anymore like it's not fair to her and it's not fair to myself yeah fucking whatever but like again I think like it was really wonderful having her help with so many things but now like I I think I kind of missed a little bit of that window of figuring out certain shit for myself Mm -hmm. Um, because she's so good at fixing things and was so willing to help and fix things yeah and so now like it it, trying to do on my own feels like so daunting because like the things that I'm dealing with fixing now feel bigger yeah and you know this thought just came to my mind but like you know so you spend the first 22 years with like structure all these rules to follow guiders and then you know you're having these this you know the 20s decade um but it's giving me some like hope and some like calmness that like it is just a decade it is just 10 years and 10 years is a long time to hopefully like discover these things and whatever and look I know it's never going to be perfect for the rest of my life but as I continue to get older like life is not stopping well they, and, there's like, so much on the other side of the yeah, 20s like, and like I'll get to hopefully from all of this feel all of that and like as I adult more and like like feel all the work of the 20s I don't know I've never really looked at it like that yeah on the flip side of like figuring out things for yourself is like it feels dumb but like I feel really accomplished when I like adulting or like when I do figure out these things for myself like it, it feels good now it does it um, does yeah um a silly one is from this girl named Lexi drink water in between your drinks yeah and I agree with that I do that now and it is great and it slows you down another little one from her was always do like friendsgivings and holidays dinners with your friends and I couldn't agree more like they're some of the best memories that I cherish I want to have more dinner parties this year I I want to try and have one every month oh I liked this one from her she she was very in the binary with it but so I'll quote that but obviously to each their own and whatever you guys you know prefer she said you don't like him as much as you think you do you just have rejection sensitivity yike I was like Lexi coming from my neck (laughs) (laughs) Lexi coming from my neck um oh and something from what we said and I wonder if I've said this in the past um but one there was a book recommendation called you can heal your life yes i feel like i maybe have that book jc recommended that one and she said it was very that i want to read that my goal here my two book goals this year is that you can heal your life and the 20s decade one that you defining decade yeah defining decade um but i liked you know just throwing out that rec and then i liked um how Chelsea because it kind of reminds me of when we would talk about with acting and like building acting skills like you're putting tools in your toolbox in your actor toolbox and it's very specific to you and in, in your your method um and you know she was like I feel like my 20s have been like picking up 
you know, um, putting my tools in my toolbox, like mm-hmm. think, getting to know myself, what things I like, I'm putting those in my toolbox, like all these different things and making like who I am basically in this toolbox. And I thought that was a great analogy. And I think for me, it just really reminds me of like a lot of the things that we learned in college yeah, and like how to apply that also to life. Yes. Yeah. Do you have any more? I think an important thing and the thing I'm struggling with is you got to learn how to forgive yourself and for to forgive others. Again, sort of with that thing about reading minds is like I, I have a lot of little, not little, little, like uh, the story I told at the beginning, like I'm not actually really holding on to that anymore, but like hurtful things that people have said that I'm trying to forgive them for that like either you have to bring it up to them and be willing to talk to them about it. Yeah. Or you have to figure out how to let it go because it's not fair to hold it against them if they don't know about it. And like something I've really been struggling with about that is like, like there are loads of things that people have said to us that have been hurtful that they have no recollection of. And I'm certain there's times like I literally know of one time that like I said something to my sister that like I had little or no thought to, but like was very hurtful to her. And we have to either like forgive them or learn to talk to them about it. And like there's, a family member that I have that's like as I've spoken about before like has made comments about my weight I spoke to them please don't do it anymore they continue to do it and I need to either like put on my big girl pants and be willing to discuss it again with them or I need to find a way to let it go and I think that also applies for ourselves. is like we hold on to all of our failures and we hold them all against us and like again I, I've not been doing great and there's been a lot of times where like it's been hard to not feel like I'm the shittiest person in the fucking world but like you got to forgive yourself for your failures too. Yeah. like holding on to them and like regret and unkindness and judgment of yourself is never going to help you move forward. Like you got to try and learn as best you can from those mistakes and then move forward with them. Just like beating yourself up about them is not going to actually fucking help anything. So you got to learn how to forgive yourself and others. Yeah. Beating yourself up literally, yeah. It gets you nowhere. It just it slows does. you down, and now you've got a few more injuries that make it even harder to continue walking. A hundred percent. I couldn't agree more. Wow, guys. This episode was stacked. It said hashtag value. Uh, <laughs> I hated that, Sarah. I hated that. I'm sorry. I love speaking of hashtags. Um, but no, seriously, I hope that this episode was helpful. And um, we're going to try and implement in the last episode of every month. We'll do a little segment where we throw in a piece of 20s advice that we've either that we oh my God, words that we we've heard or we've <laughs> tested or we've liked. Yes. Sorry. Um, y'all. Like a little a little reflection slash advice segment so if you come up with any names let us know yeah i thought it would be important just to like make sure that everybody is feeling value from this uh, this podcast (sighs) guys i i can't speak i gotta get off this mic i gotta i gotta exit okay so we hope that y'all enjoyed today's episode (laughs) and i hope you had a super fun time even though i've really been a a a sad girl this episode no a little bit um but we hope y'all had fun. Yes. And if you are liking what you're hearing, follow us on Instagram at completely fucking clueless. And on TikTok at completely F-C-K-I-N-G clueless. You can also follow us on YouTube at uh, completely F-C-K-I-N-G clueless as well. If you want to find it, we've linked it yes. in our link tree. That's yes. probably the easiest way because I tried looking it up earlier and I didn't and succeed. We're going to try and make it easier to find, but we're working on that. For yes. right now, go to the link tree. Yeah. The actual at is F-C-K-I-N-G. Okay. Yes. Because um, now we're on youtube Mm -hmm. um so it's exciting we're actually about to go film another interview so that will be coming out soon 
So make sure to rate, review, subscribe, like. All the things. Send to a friend. Please do. Send to an enemy. Woo. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I hope you all have a fabulous week. And don't forget to be motherfucking clueless. And stay just like doing your shit, baby girl. Like, mm. It's the era of you. Oh. It's just right era. <laughs> um, okay. This is for mommy. And mommy loves you.